0: y'all and welcome to another episode of worldly church girl it's your girl your host lillian Harshaw. on today's show i have a multi-talented guest he is a singer songwriter a musician and just an all-round artist it gives me great privilege to introduce to you Damon clinton So you were born and raised in church. So you, now, are you a PK? I'm not, I wasn't sure about that. Are you a PK?
1: Well, my mom, my mom is a uh, international evangelist. So she, she's been, she's been traveling the country for a while, ever since she was in her early thirties. And, you know, God has blessed her to turn uh, 65 this coming February. So, yeah, I I would say I'm a uh, a preacher's kid, not a pastor's kid.
0: Okay, it's just all the same.
1: Yes, ma'am. I put, all, <laughs> yeah. I
0: put all PKs in the categories of if your parents had any kind of title, and yeah. they were a deacon, missionary, Sunday school teacher, I'm any of those cry. categories, you're a PK
1: kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, ma'am.
0: So you're a self-taught musician. Yes, and, ma'am. Um, so which means you had a love for gospel
1: music and for the love of God for as long as you can remember. Well, it was, well, it was music. It was just music. I, you know, as a, as a child, you know, my, my, my father wasn't saved. So my, it, it, my mom, you know, my mom, everything in, in the house was church, church, church. But, you know, my dad was a hardworking man and, and every Saturday, what he would do, he would, he would spend time with me and my brothers by by, you know, taking us out in the yard whether we're doing yard work and or or just sitting down talking with him, but he would play his oldies. He like you know he's he's a Motown fanatic. So, you know, we we would hear all the all the greats like Smokey and and Marvin and all of that. And you know, me being in church and being a drummer in church, starting off, you know, music was just something that I just fell in love with.
0: Hey man, see, I'm a drummer too. So oh yeah. That. Yeah but, see, yeah, but see, yeah, but see, my aspiration was I wanted to be the gospel Sheila E. So that oh, was
1: oh man, that's yeah, that's a good that's a good one to compare to. <laughs> that was my girl.
0: But see, but I love Prince. Don't judge me. But that's oh, no cool my boy.
1: That's well, no you know way. they you know they ran in the same circles. So yeah, you know, that's, that's cool. a, yeah, Prince was something else, something special. Yes, he was. Yep. <laughs>
0: All right, now. I <laughs>
1: know, <Nah>, right? <laughs>
0: so, so let me, I want to um, first ask you about um, your love for gospel music. Yes. Who was your musical inspiration for music? Well, it's funny.
1: It's funny because I have one visual and actually one non-visual um when i was like maybe 7 years old i'll never forget it i was sitting in my living room with my aunt um who who was who's always been a choir director at the church that i was in and she was playing a tape of john p key a videotape of john p key and from that moment, just to saw how, just to see how he was on the stage and how he interacted with people and how his music was on point and how he could just sing and and how he would get the audience involved and give to the audience, it was just something that I I always loved about him. And and it didn't matter whether <laughs> uh, whether I was saved or not. If John P. Key came to town, I was going to make it to his concert because the way he put gospel music together made me fall in love with gospel music. And as far as the visual, um, I didn't really start as an artist um, until 2000, when I first met my uh, mentor, which is the late, great Troy Sneed, Wait, may he rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he actually saw something in me, you know, because I was just content with being a musician. And, um, you know, he being a being uh, an extraordinary musician himself, he came to our church to do a workshop and I had wrote a I had wrote a song for 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 the church choir and he he gave me the idea. He pushed me. He planted the seed and said, hey, man, you could be an artist. And I was like, nah, man, I'm a musician, (laughs) you know, but he kept in contact with me over the years and. Uh, He was staying in Jacksonville, Florida at the time, and this man was taking flights on his own from Jacksonville, Florida up to Rochester, New York, just to sit and talk with me and vibe with me and plant seeds in me and give me that encouragement and give me that push and, and, and to look back on it and to see where I am today as a gospel artist. I definitely owe the influence to those two.
0: So was he the one that pushed you from getting behind the instrument, well, away from the instrument and get behind the
1: mic? Well, yes, yes. I always, I always wanted to play. You know, it's just, it was just the love of music that just made me want to be a musician. Um, But yes, he, he was the one that said, "Hey, man, you know, you can write, you, you can play, so you can put it together, and you know, why give it? Why give your gift?" you know, and share your gift with other people by giving it to them when you can just do it yourself, you know? And it was just one of those things where I was, you know, little by little, he was starting to convince me. And then I ended up getting into the studio and singing and singing at church. And, you know, uh, God was anointing my voice to sing and, you know, and I would call him and tell him, yeah, man, I saw at church, man. And, you know, it went really good. And he'd be like, see, I told you, you know, now all you got to do is keep going, keep going, keep going. And I mean, it was one of those things, you know, how sometimes times just flies by so quick. And then you just wake up one day and be like, wow, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what yes, I mean? it, it was one of those moments where uh, and it wasn't and it wasn't until recent. Like I was just like, wow. I'm really a gospel artist. Like and there was there were times where I was like, "Nah, I'd rather just produce and and just make the music for it." But to just be standing here as as an artist knowing where God has brought me out of what what he has brought me through and what he has brought me out of and knowing that Troy was played a very very huge part in that. It it's nothing but a blessing and I'm grateful for it.
0: Now, do you remember that first song you sang?
1: yeah you know it's so it's so funny it it was an old it was an older song it's uh uh I don't know if you remember so many falling by the wayside Mm-mm. oh Something. you really went back oh it was oh it's it was an old one it was an old one actually me and my godbrother actually sung it together uh, but you know, it was it was one of the it was one of the first times that the people in church actually heard me sing and was like, oh, my God, DeMond can sing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it was it was always just music for me. So see, I thought
0: you're going to say I won't complain because because usually that's the the go to oldie. Oh,
1: man. Yeah. I see. I won't complain is definitely one of my favorite solo songs. But I mm. don't I won't sing it at all because, you know, it, it's. Some songs you just don't, as an artist, you know what you could do. And some songs you just don't want to mess with. You'd be like, okay, you don't heard other people sing it and tear it up. And you'd be like, ah... You know, I'm yeah. going to leave that one alone. Yeah, if you if
0: you know that's not <laughs> yes, your strength, yeah, just don't go there. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, if your voice is too pretty, leave that song alone.
1: Yeah. You need yeah, a but... kind of an
0: ugly anointing oh, for that song. Oh, man,
1: you got the S-A-N-G. <laughs> you got to sang it. You can't you gotta sing sang. it. You got to sing it. Right.
0: <laughs> now, what song... Did you sing growing up that you really
1: wasn't a fan of? Oh boy, that uh, <laughs> I I would have to say the song that I really couldn't stand, and and God forgive me because you know when 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 you <laughs> when you're in church you ain't supposed to say God I hate that song right but but the song the song that. We used, and it's and it's almost like the choir sung it every single Sunday because you know it's like it's like the pastor in color purple, sing God's trying to tell you something. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like he was saying, telling them to sing it every Sunday. But the song was um, it was uh, Mississippi Mass Choir, and the name of the song was Yes. It was a night, nice, it was a slow song. It was a beautiful song. Beautiful song.
0: How's right.
1: it go? I think I it's, think I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yes. My soul says. You know, it it's it's slow, it's beautiful. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: man, I think I, got I know what tired. you're talking about. Yeah, I got it was it's a <laughs> it, it was when Frank Williams was over. Yeah. Miss City But man, mm-hmm. let me tell you, I got so tired <laughs> of hearing that song. It's you know, like... before before my aunt used to all come up to the music section and say what the choir said, I already know. We sing it, yes. Mr. Mm-hmm. Cry, okay, yeah, let me get in the key already. You know, but it was one of those things where God, we got to sing this song again.
0: I think so, we all have that one gospel song. And yeah, and, and like you said, because it's a church song, you hate to say it. I hate that song, yeah, because it's a church song. But I'm like, I think it's okay to dislike a song even yeah. if it is a church song but it's just like oh my god
1: right and it, and if you were in church like we was i mean you know uh you know um i was born and raised in the church of god in christ I so... was well, I'm not church of god in christ
0: i was born and raised in pentecostal but i do yeah. go to a church of god in christ church now yeah. But yeah so
1: but see back in the day church of god in christ like we didn't have any choice <laughs> But right. to be in church, you know, All you know, day, the mut- every the, day. The, oh my God, you got twice, you got the Sunday morning service and then the break in between and then yes. you got to go to Sunday night service. And then Monday yes. was a home for mission and Tuesday was Bible band and Wednesday yep. was Purity class Thursday and was choir, choir was, rehearsal, yes, and then Friday was the saints' instructions, and then Saturday, Saturday was you know, Bible you, school. I mean, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, you know, and so it's just Bible like, school.
0: oh god, yeah, you didn't, ha- <laughs> you,
1: didn't, you didn't have no time to do anything else but to go to church. Mm-hmm. So, when you're in church like that, and all you sing is that one song, trust me, you'll start to hate it. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and
1: then you visit the churches and still sing that song again. Oh man, it's like, can we can we do a congregational song? Like I don't want to do this song anymore. Let's sing, let's sing. Jesus is a rock or something. You know what I mean? Let's try to get them. A, I don't want to sing this one no more. <laughs> you know, yeah. But that would def, that would definitely be the song. Oh
0: my God! So I want to talk mm. about your testimonies. Okay. How old were you when you had your first health
1: scare? Um, it's funny because I was just talking to my mom about that. It was uh I was, I want to say I was 31. I was 30, yeah, I was 31 years old. Um no, I had to be younger than that. But okay, let's see. My my daughter was my daughter was two. She's fifteen now, so that's thirteen years ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So thirteen, I was thirty, yeah, thirty about thirty one years old, and um, I had my two kids in the car, and <clears throat> I was I was on my way home from church, and I just blacked out at the wheel and had a stroke, and mm-hmm. ended up ended up running into a brick building. And then the impact of running into the brick building pushed me back into a utility pole. And the utility pole slammed on the top of my car. Jesus. Now, now I don't remember what happened, but I remember there was a young man who came to the hospital who followed, you know, who followed the ambulance to make sure that I was okay. The story he told me was. Once the accident happened, I ran into the building and got out of the car. I and and the utility pole fell on my car. I got out of the car and I had each one of my babies in my my arm. One of them was two, and one of them was six months. Both of them were wow. in car. Both of them was in car seats. And he said that there was uh, at least twenty to twenty five people running to my car, running to the scene just to make sure I was okay. And he said, I hopped out of the car and said, somebody please take my kids. Mm. And and he said, when he grabbed my children, I just fell back. And he said, he thought I was gone, Mm. you know, and you know, um, when the paramedics got on the scene, my blood pressure was 277 over 160.
0: My God.
1: So that was not even minor stroke level. That was major stroke level. So I was rushed to the hospital, um, you know, and I I actually came to while I was in the hospital. They told me I was in an accident with my kids and they told me my children were fine, you know, not a scratch, not a bump, not a bruise. So, you know, I I gave God praise for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the true testimony actually came when I spoke to my mom a few days later, I was home sitting, I was home sitting, um, figuring out what, how am I going to get another car? Cause my car was totaled. Um, and she went and, and got all of my stuff out of my car, like my registrations. And I had you know, I, had, I think I had a Bible in in the glove compartment, and there was just stuff in the car that she had to get out. And she said, when she went to get the stuff out of my car, the people that she went to to get the stuff out of my car was thought I was dead hmm. because of because of the wreckage of the car, and mm-hmm. said and said that um, you know they told her you know I'm so sorry about. You know, you're lost. And she began to tell him, you know, my son's alive. <laughs> you know, he's home. You know, he spent a day or two in the hospital, but he's home. And, and she said, the guy said, Come here, I want to show you something. And took my mom to the car and said, there's no way your son could have made it out of this car. She said that when she looked into the front seat of the car, the entire engine was pushed to the front seat. What? Mm-hmm. And and she said, the guy said, listen, if your son was driving this car, then on impact, this engine came and must have hit him in the stomach and sat on his lap. Now, if the car is running and the engine is on his lap, we're talking you about... You should have cut him up or burned you mm-hmm. up. He said, "It being as hot as the engine is, it should have burnt my legs down to the bone. And Jeez. I have no, I have no marks on my legs. I had, I had no marks on my legs. The only thing that was wrong, the doctor said my blood pressure was too high. So walking out of that, I knew then that God had a serious, serious call and purpose for my life. Yes. Yeah. So that was definitely, that was my first health scare. hmm My God.
0: Okay, and but from your okay, but you had two more strokes.
1: Yes, yes ma'am, I have.
0: <laughs> Jesus. Okay, and on top of that, not only you had two more strokes, you also suffered from drug addiction.
1: Yes, ma'am. And yes,
0: ma'am.
1: Homelessness. Yes. That's that's what and those two things is which led to my second stroke. Um, I was, again, I was in the church. By this time, I was, I was an international evangelist traveling the country, preaching from city to city, from state to state. And um, how, how I usually explain this is sometimes being a young man in the ministry, people don't tell you about the pressure that you feel Mm -hmm. or the pressure that you go through. And I had no idea about the pressures of being an evangelist. You know, you got to get up in the pulpit and fight forces of evil. Then you got to go home and fight forces of evil. You're on your job fighting forces of evil. And all the while, you have to maintain your witness. You know, it was, as a young man, it stressed me out a lot. And I made the, I made the conscious decision, which was ended up being the worst decision I've ever made. I just let it all go. I walked away from the pulpit. I walked away from preaching. I walked away from evangelism. I even walked away from God and the church itself. Mm. And, and God allowed me to experience struggle by doing that. Um, you know, I had lost a job that I had. I had for 13 years. I mean, I was on a job for 13 years and God took that away from me, you know, and I ended up you know walking away from family that I established in church and found myself walking the streets of my hometown, homeless. I didn't have any resources, I didn't have any money. you know it was it was just a bad time for me. and I got addicted to cocaine um, you know, drinking alcoholism, however you want to call it, you know, partying, you know, just doing ungodly things. And, you know, I had I woke up one Thursday evening after going through all of that, being addicted, having no money. And, uh, I just decided that I was going to commit suicide. And, you know, I, I made up in my mind, this is it. I can't live like this anymore. You know, I'm out here by myself. I'm sleeping on park benches. You know, I, I just was going through the ringer. And I just didn't like who I had become. And made up in my mind, I don't kill myself. It was a Thursday evening. I just said, you know, I said, you know what? I owe You're it to dumb. my... I'm done, but I owe it to my family to see them one last time. So I've made up in my mind I was going to go to church that Sunday. I was going to be with my family, my mom and them, you know, just be with them one last time and just love on them and and make my way back to the homeless shelter that I was fighting to get into every day, Mm -hmm. just so I could have a place to lay my head And I was going to take a bottle of Prozac pills that I had that I was trying to sell to get money mm. and I was just going to take the whole bottle, drift off to sleep and hopefully never wake up again and you know so when I went to church Sunday that that Sunday the entire service I'm crying like I'm I'm literally boohoo crying the entire service because this is it for me you know right. what I mean you know and I didn't tell anybody and this is why and I share this in my interviews as well, this is why when you're in the church, don't just be in church. Ask God to give you proper discernment. Mm -hmm. Because we never know what people are going through when they they get to church. You know what I mean? And here I am sitting in church battling suicide. Like Mm -hmm. literally, and, and because I'm crying, some people in the church thought, that I was happy, you know what I mean? Or or that, or that God was convicting my spirit. No, I'm crying because I know that I'm not going to be here next Sunday. Right. You know what I mean? Next Sunday Mm -hmm. I'll be buried in a cemetery somewhere. Mm -hmm. So, so it, it, it was bothering me, um, knowing that I was in all these people's presence and nobody, nobody could see the pain and, you know, as, as I was getting at, you know, so church is over and I'm getting ready to leave. My friend actually was dropping me back off into the city so I could walk the streets some more and and just prepare myself to do what I had to do that evening when I got back to the homeless shelter. And my aunt, God must have spoke to my aunt. And this is how God works. This this is This gives me goosebumps every time I tell it. My aunt, who was the choir director at the time, she stopped me in the parking lot as I was getting ready to get in the car to leave, and she mm-hmm. was like, "She was like nephew, come here." And she hugged me. She kissed me on my cheek. She said, "Look, I know you're struggling, and I know you're going through. You're not telling us where you are, but we're praying for you, you know." And I, I began to cry while she was hugging me, and she slipped the CD in my hand. She said, promise me you'll listen to this before you go to sleep tonight.
0: Mm.
1: And I said, I promise, Auntie, I'll listen. Put the CD in my pocket, went back to the homeless shelter, you know, and the all the while, you know, I my, my mind was gone. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so here I am at the homeless shelter getting ready to commit suicide. And there was a boombox in the lobby, and there was a few brothers in the lobby and I told them, hey, y'all y'all mind if I listen to this, to something on this boom box? And they were like, yeah, sure. You know, go ahead, do your thing, man. So I took the boom box over to my area and popped in the CD. And man, I listened to the song that was on the CD and it completely spoke directly to my spirit. Mm. And, and I began to just cry and, you know, and I, and I asked God, you know, No, I told him, like, God, if you just allow me to survive this night, I'll get myself together. Wow. You know, and listen to the song, survive the night. The very next day, I woke up early in the morning and I went to go get help. I was Hmm. going looking for help. And on my way to get help, I suffered my second stroke. What? Yeah. Yeah. If you would have took those pills, that would have been it, though. That would have been it. And I suffered my... So, you know, the devil was upset that I made my mind up. Yes, he was. I decided to live, you know. And the very... I mean, the very next morning, I suffered a stroke and was in the hospital for five days. And I could not move the left side of my body. Mm. And... I say, but look this, at
0: God's grace, though. Those five yeah. days is nothing but
1: grace. <laughs> yeah, because those five days when you're laying flat on your back, there's nothing much you can do but talk to God and listen to what he's saying. Mm. And and I begin to complain, like, God, why are you doing this to me? You know, like, why are you taking me through this? I preached for you for years. I stood I stood in front of your people and I delivered them. I helped them get delivered and set free. And he said, yes, but you yourself wasn't delivering a set free.
0: Hmm.
1: And that struck a nerve in me to where I asked him, OK, well, what do you want me to do? And he said, right. And again, this is before cell phones, <laughs> this is before mm-hmm. uh, iPads or, you know, com- you know, laptops. So mm-hmm. I had to literally get a pen and write what God was telling me to write. Um. On a piece of paper, and and what he was telling me to write while I was on the hospital bed was the words to my first single, which is called "Undefeated."
0: Hmm.
1: And wow, the the testimony, and that is, I wrote the song with my right hand. I couldn't use my left side, but I'm left-handed, so that in itself gave me a testimony that, you know, even. On my weakest day or even at my weakest moment, when I obey God and I do what God asks of me, I'm still strong enough to do all things through Christ that gives me strength.
0: Amen. Wow. Because I was going to talk about your uh, your current uh, dual release singles, Rejoice and Undefeated, mm-hmm. and how your testimonies how you put that in your music. Yeah. It's hard enough for people to write down their their testimonies just in like in a book.
1: Yeah. But to put it to music is another thing. Yes ma'am. And I mean we got to understand that that um the Bible tells us that we are overcome by the words of our testimony. And and if we don't if we don't share our experience whether it's through a book or through a podcast, or through music, if we don't share our story, then no, I mean, we're not the only ones that's out there going through things. Like, somebody needs to know, like, hey, if he made it through that, then I know that he made, I can make it through this. If God brought her through this, then I know that he can bring me through that. So, I mean, it's, it's all a part of kingdom work man this i mean this is why we do what we do it's not only it's it's not only just to inspire but it's also to encourage
0: right because our stories Mm. are not always exactly the same right but they all can have the same outcome
1: absolutely which is victory that's it Man, I
0: am enjoying you, sir.
1: <laughs>
0: I am enjoying you. I'm so glad I got to talk to you.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm glad. I'm glad to be on this interview.
0: Now, when you were writing your 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 lyrics, not your first mm-hmm. song, uh huh, um, and you decided to do you, you did undefeated first. Yes, ma'am. Now. How long did it take you to write it?
1: Um,
0: now, was it the I, lyrics first, then the melody, or it was
1: it was the both? lyric it was the lyrics first. okay it was, it was the lyrics first, and you know, i I was reading. i I actually wrote it the second day I was there. okay. um and for the for the remainder of the time I was there, I was reading it every day. Mm -hmm. And just reading it every day, just encouraging myself to get through what it is I was going through, Mm -hmm. you know, because because it was just a phase. I mean, just the just a few days prior, I was trying to end my own life. So so that in itself was a tug of war. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. the enemy just wasn't going to let me off the hook that easy. You know, so, so just like God was talking to me, the enemy was talking to me as well. So I had to, I had to discipline myself to, um, to insert positive things into my spirit. Yes. So, so that was something that I did every day. And and once God delivered me and, and, and got me to come home from that, you know, um, sitting, sitting by a keyboard or sitting at the piano or sitting, at the organ in church, you know, God began to give me a melody to what it was he wanted me to write down. And that's how that all came about. So then later came rejoice. Yes. And and rejoice um, is also a testimony because, you know, uh, as a writer, you want to write your story, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you know, when, when God blessed me to write undefeated, um, and delivered me out of the hospital bed. I ended up going back to church, the same yes. church that I left. Hmm. Now, now as I as as I'm at back at church, I'm wearing a coat of embarrassment. I was I was completely embarrassed, mm-hmm. delivered, set free, but embarrassed. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But just because, a shame, right? Yeah, because here it is. I was just preaching to these people not too long ago. You know, I was in this pulpit preaching to these people. Now I got to come back in their presence. They know where I've been. I know that they know where I've been. And it was just an embarrassment moment for me. And and God had to literally, God had to literally convict me and jack me up while I was in service. (laughs) Um, You know, and, and had to, you know, he, he, you know, you know how your parent thump you on the back of your ear in
0: front of everybody. Yeah. In front of
1: everybody, and, mm-hmm. and till till it gets all the way down in your soul, and you got you know shakes your entire body. Mm-hmm. You know, God had to literally jack me up in front of everybody and say, like, listen, who do you think you are that you can come in my house and not give me praise? You right. know, and you know now is not the time to be embarrassed. Now is the time to rejoice. Yeah, because of everything that I brought you out of, you know, and it and it's a shame that when God delivers us, we go back to church and we wear the coat of embarrassment because we're afraid and we are worried about what church people are thinking. Yeah, when when church people wasn't the one that brought us out of what it was that we were in, so you know, um, I encourage everybody, like when God brings you out of something. You you can't worry about what people are going to think when you're back in their presence.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, because at the end of the day, when you stand the judgment, it's just gonna be you and God. It's not gonna be church people, it's not gonna be pastors or deacons or mothers. It's just gonna be you and God. And if God has delivered you and brought you out of something, the time isn't to be embarrassed. The time is to rejoice. Amen. So that's how that's how rejoice came about.
0: Amen. Mm-hmm. And Undefeated, that's one of those songs that'll have you in your car while you drive just sitting there just crying and smiling.
1: It's such a personal song. And every yes. time I, every time I hear it, you know, every time I hear it, it takes me back to the hospital bed. Yeah. Like wow, I can't I can't believe that I went through that. You know what I mean?
0: I can't
1: can't believe that I went through it, you know, but that's the key word. I went through it. That means I went in it, but Mm -hmm. I came out on the other side. Yeah. And by me coming out on the other side, I came out with victory. Yeah. So I, I love Rejoice too, but Undefeated,
0: that one right there.
1: Yeah. That
0: one had me just sitting there just rocking. I was like, you know what? <laughs>
1: I'm
0: about to tear this whole living room up. Uh, man,
1: I tell you, it's a song of victory. I mean, yes, this, it there's is. nothing, there's nothing, nothing feels better. Than knowing that you've been through the battle and you've been through the storm and yes. rain, but still come out victorious. Yes. Yeah. And we it,
0: are more than conquerors. That's
1: it. And we got the, we got the bumps and bruises to prove it.
0: Yes.
1: You know, but, yes. but just, just like, you know, the scars on our body, it hurts mm-hmm. when you first get them, mm-hmm. you know, but then the pain goes away, but the reminder is still there. Right. You know, right. this reminds remind you not yeah, to do it again, it not yeah. to do it again. And it reminds you like, hey, this is what you have overcome. You right. know, whether it's whether it's a baby gash or whether it's a cut that requires stitches right. after a while, it's not going to hurt anymore. Right. But when you overcome it, you can look at it and, and remember where you was so you don't get get back into that predicament and so you could also celebrate the victory from it.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, if you could have someone play you in a movie,
1: who would, <laughs> who, who would you who would you have play you? If I could have somebody play me in a movie. Mm-hmm. And your uh, life story, yeah. And my life story? Yeah. Um I I would have to now. This might be a weird answer, but I would have to say Molly Music. Who? Molly Music. You don't know who Molly Music is?
0: You probably had. You know what? I'm terrible with names. I'm better with faces. (laughs) So, what did they play in?
1: Well, Molly Music is actually a singer. Okay. Now now that you don't say that, I don't change my mind. Okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want Molly Music to play me. I think. (laughs) I think as far as actors. Uh-huh. The person that could probably play me the best would definitely be Omar Epps.
0: Oh, I can see that.
1: Yeah,
0: I can see that. Mm-hmm. Just from talking to you, I can see that. Okay, why? know, yeah. so I can see that, but why?
1: Well, because oh, well, because Omar Epps, whether you whether you if you read his story, Omar Epps is a church boy as well too. Hmm. So I mean he he would know he would know the mannerisms of how church people do. He would probably know the mannerisms of the attitudes of not wanting to go to church. <laughs> or not being or not want to go. yeah, being forced <laughs> to go because that's how I was in my house. I you know, I tell everybody, listen, my mom is crazy. Like I mean, she I love her and mm-hmm. she's anointed, but that woman, that woman had boundaries in the house. Like if you lived in her house, you was gonna act like you were saved and sanctified. Ain't that it? And and that and that go for the dog, the cat,
0: mm-hmm. the rats,
1: the roaches, <laughs> <and> the <laughs> ants, everything that was in that house had to be saved and had to yep. be anointed. You know, yep. and even and even my dad who wasn't saved uh came under the suggestion uh under the subjection of respect of that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you know, he, you know, he did he did his thing, you know, um, but 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 when Mama was around, or when Mama was reading, or when Mama was studying, and and had her music going, whether it was the Clark Sisters or Andre Crouch or yeah, Mighty Clouds of Joy, Mighty Clouds of Joy, or you know, you you had to respect the anointing that was on that house. Yes. So yeah, yeah.
0: because I remember. Cause I had to wear skirts all the dog on time oh. until um, uh, one of my teachers told my mother that <laughs> I had to wear pants because I cannot wear a skirt on the playground because I'm on the monkey bars yeah. trying to do flips and stuff and that's just inappropriate.
1: So that's that was funny. My, so,
0: mama, my, yeah, mama still my mama. My mom did not play straight. that.
1: I saw so, I, my mom still don't wear pants. Like yeah. my mother is still wear the jean skirts and the oh yeah with the leg warmer socks and the in the mm-hmm. flat shoes and right yeah, the little the little uh, yeah. tennis
0: shoes all oh, that yeah <laughs> yeah
1: yeah
0: it was it yeah. was a must mm-hmm. yeah but yeah I don't take nothing from that teaching but at the same time it was rough
1: it was <laughs> man it was I mean you know again. I, you know, I thank God for it because it kept me out of jail. You know yes. what I mean? It, it kept us out of jail and it kept yes. us out of trouble yes. for the most part.
0: For the but most yeah, part,
1: yeah, man. But church was church was. Yeah, boy. it was church. Your
0: services on Sunday.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was, it I was like,
0: look, me and my brothers talked about. So they didn't care if we had homework. Uh, they, they didn't care if we had school they, the next day. Let they me didn't tell care. You
1: let me tell you something. It, it it was it was rough. It was rough being a church kid back then. Yes. You know what I mean? Because you know, we couldn't go to the movies. No. Even we couldn't stay at a friend's house.
0: Nope. Unless they were church kids.
1: Unless they was church kids. So by the time I got sixteen and was into the whole high school scene and the football and everything, you know, me not going to church was like, look, mm-hmm. <laughs> was, now- I gotta I gotta no. play a football game tonight. Yeah. So you know what I mean? It it was it was one of those things where, you know, I was glad not to be in church.
0: Right, right. And now my parents got a little lenient when I got in high school, and I yeah. only put that to the to the age factor. Because they yes, were man. older, and I think they stopped caring as much. They yeah. they didn't want the battle anymore. Because well, I, was, see,
1: the, that, and, I was, that was the youngest. Yeah, and you was too. I'm the yeah. youngest of
0: five. I'm I'm the youngest of nine. So Ooh, Jesus. Yeah. So my parents were old by the yeah. time they had me. So <laughs> yeah. there was like so when I was a teenager, they was in their fifties. Mm. Okay. So they was they were tired of yeah. fighting that the fight. I
1: know that's right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what, that's what my mom said. Listen, I done raised you. I done raised you. Right. I done taught you the way the Bible say, right. teach, teach you. So if, if, if you do something that you ain't got no business, that's not on me. You've grown right. enough to make your own decisions. Now right. do the right thing.
0: Right. So the only so. stipulation was if I did something. I still had to go to church.
1: Yes. So it didn't
0: matter what time I if I came in the house, I still had to go to church the next say, day.
1: Say that again. People don't, don't people don't understand.
0: <laughs> if you didn't they hear me in the back
1: if I walked in the door of three o'clock, so I I oh get up. they don't and understand. <laughs> they don't they don't understand. If it don't matter what you did Saturday night, if you woke up in the house on Sunday morning, you going to church. Like that's <laughs> That's just the that's just the rule. All
0: day Sunday, not just uh, for some
1: yeah. They don't All they day. don't they don't understand it. They don't and understand it.
0: I go to sleep. Yeah. Are you
1: oh asleep? what?
0: Are you crazy? <laughs> in
1: you, in church? Oh you want nah. to sleep
0: when you out with your friends.
1: <laughs> Thank you. That's it. That's that's the argument right there. Oh Lord. Mm-hmm. And ooh, but yeah, good times. Good yeah. times. <laughs> to, like I said, I thank God for it. But back yeah. then it was a struggle, man. Oh. It
0: was,
1: yeah, it was a struggle. You will never get
0: it. Never <laughs> ever, 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 ever. Nah, they don't.
1: Nah, so they what's won't. next for you? Um, you know, um, I'm I, I actually have a you know, I'm I'm planning on releasing a single in t- uh early 2021. And it's, you know, I'm looking for God to do big things with this this single. Um, okay, please let it. me know. Oh yeah, yeah I got you. All Most right. definitely. Yeah. So yeah, it's just I'm doing live. I'm doing uh,
0: uh, I'm doing live shows now too. So I would like to have you come back, and um, yeah, we can premiere your show then. I mean, your song then. Yeah, absolutely. Right. That'd be that'd be what's up. So uh, you said the beginning of
1: 2021. Yeah, look like uh, 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 Lord's willing in February. Okay. So how can people contact you? Um, You can contact me via social media, all outlets on Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DLG Music. That's D-L-G-M-U-Z-I-Q. I I also have a YouTube page. I would love for y'all to uh, subscribe. Um, Also at DLG Music, M-U-Z-I-Q. Um, and yeah, my website is up. You can hit me up on my website at the same name dlgmusic.com. Okay, got mm-hmm. one last
0: question for you. You ready? Yes,
1: ma'am. I'm ready.
0: All right, and you cannot pick one of your songs. Okay,
1: okay. Oh, I probably won't, anyways.
0: Okay, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: if you can have any song be your theme song. When you walked into a room, what would it be and why?
1: Ooh, that's a good one. Okay. So <laughs> if I walked into a room, if I could have any song be my theme song, um, does it have to be gospel? Nope, no, not at all. <laughs> not for real.
0: I've had Fred Sam's so, theme song. Oh, uh,
1: <laughs> because because there's 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 a song. Um Lord Jesus, I'm so scared to say. No, it.
0: you can say it. I've had this is how we do it. uh I've,
1: yeah. um, I, I, I've, I've had everything. Uh, according to, I mean, based on the music, mm-hmm. I would definitely say, um, <sighs> my song is Brown Sugar.
0: Now, come on.
1: Come on, D'Angelo. Yeah. Well, you know, he's, he's one of my favorite artists anyway.
0: love D'Angelo.
1: Yeah, just just the smooth, just the smooth smoothness of the music and the beat. Because, you know, uh, you know, my wife tells me all the time that I walk in a room and I just take command of the whole room. It's just one of those. It's just one of those things, you know, and I'm not flamboyant or boisterous or obnoxious. You know, I just I just be smooth with it wherever I go go somewhere. So you know, D'Angelo is one of the smoothest musicians slash artists yes, I've he, ever heard. Yes, so, you know that would definitely be it. And yeah, plus, you D'Angelo know,
0: D'Angelo is still on my on heavy rotation.
1: Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. D'Angelo is dope. You know, and yeah, plus, yeah. you know, you know, with with me being, you know, cocoa brown. You know, the brown the brown <laughs> sugar is just just fitting. You know what I mean. All right.
0: (laughs) So do you play that for her though? Do you sing that to her? That's
1: what What? I you know she you know she she gets mad at me and she she's probably I hope she don't chime in when I say this, but she always getting at me saying, baby, you don't never sing for me. I I do sing for her. I sing for, I don't sing for as much as she wants me to. <laughs> don't don't throw it at me. I'm catch you about to throw a cup at me. Yeah, but just to sing to her. I know, but but see, here here's the thing. You want to hear something funny. Let me let me give you a little confession. Okay. Um sometimes as a <laughs> sometimes as an artist, mm-hmm. I don't I don't feel comfortable singing because sometimes I feel like I can't sing. Like you okay, like like I I, I can listen. To myself, singing, be like, "Oh, that wasn't bad." And then I hear somebody like Smokey or Leandria is singing. It's like, "Okay, yeah, I need to go practice a little bit more." Because I, I, can, I,
0: can, I feel
1: you on that. You, okay. you feel me on that? I feel you on that because I don't like but, to listen to myself after I podcast. Yeah, and and you know, and she, I mean, you know, I I know that it's the anointing that destroys the yoke, and I know that God has anointed me to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh. But you know, just sometimes I just I just wanna make her laugh. And, and so you'd rather and, make a and, laugh than yeah. make her sing to her. Oh, she she be in here dying, cracking up at at me and then sometimes I don't even be thinking that I'm that funny. But you know, it's yeah, I'd rather yeah, on I'd your rather anniversary. Make
0: her laugh. On your anniversary, you need to pull out the keyboard and just throw out a little
1: D'Angelo tour. Well, you know what? I that's a good idea because it's coming up. And and I think that might be a little something that I, I could yeah. do I could do for Mrs. Glenn.
0: Yeah, just a little, you know, do do untitled for. Her.
1: Oh Lord, now she I can't I can't do that. Why because, not? Because she already have her beliefs on the video, and
0: I know I, that's why I said I, that. I don't, I don't
1: I don't, don't want to mess that up for her. <laughs> she talking about D'Angelo untitled. How does it feel? She she said, "Why don't you sing that for her?" Nah, I'll mess up her whole visual on that on that song because because every time she hear that song, she said, "Man, I used to love this video." Yeah, we know a lot of y'all. Everybody that is a female used to love that video. <laughs>
0: I'm just
1: saying. You're right. I get it.
0: You know. I'm. I get I'm just it. saying. Just get a little spin table and and <laughs> and, and, and and go for what you know. <laughs> <laughs> <Go> on, <man. laughs> well, thank yeah. you so much. I really appreciate. This was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a good. This
1: is a good good interview. I loved it.
0: And don't forget February. Don't forget about me.
1: Oh, I got you. February, we definitely sending it straight to you. <laughs>
0: Thank you, Demond. This was such a fun interview. I'm so glad that you took the time out to talk to me and to have you back on my live show to talk about all your new projects. And if you would like to be on Broly Church Girl, click the link below, shoot me an email, and let's see what we can do with that thing. And you haven't subscribed yet? What are you waiting for? it's only going to get better and better hit that subscription button so you will never miss another episode and if you haven't heard royal church girl has been live you can follow me on Worldly church girl facebook page and you can also follow me on Worldly church girl youtube page and as always thanks for joining your one and only worldly church girl